Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie, and I'm here with E.R. Beach with Hemptations in Ohio. E.R. Beach is known actually as just Beach. So, Beach, welcome to the IHAMP Revolution podcast. Oh, Coach Freddie, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's always good to talk with you. And I know last year I was at your business uh, two or three times, I believe it was. And you were a gracious host and sponsored some of my events. So that was really great. Well, uh, you know, you were a gracious guest. And uh, I, I know I'm... I learned something uh, from you guys coming through from everybody, and so uh, you know um, we try to welcome anybody that's uh, out there being pro hemp. That's for sure. There aren't too many voices, <laughs> even with everything that's moving forward, that are, are, are pro hemp. So yeah, it was great having you guys for sure, for sure. Beach, can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? I know you've been in business for over 20 years there in Ohio. Tell us uh, how you started the Hemptations and your other company, Planet Everywhere. Well, it all started uh, over 20 years ago. Um, I was sitting around with my original partner, and she basically said to me, you know, I want to start a business. And my first thought was, I want to sell hemp products. Um, there wasn't much out there at the time, but what little was out there, we started uh, stocking. That was it, you know. That was, uh, that was our goal. To, to mm -hmm. sell as much hemp that was that was available, and uh, we we moved out of our original space quite quickly um, after running out of space, and then moved to a little O'Brienville shopping district in Cincinnati, Ohio, and have been there for over 20 years. Since since then, we've had up to four locations, and that is currently now back to up to four locations and I'll get into that a little bit later um, um, and and so um, we there's only been one store that I've had to close over the years um, moving forward to what I believe is now the largest selection of hemp on the planet I don't believe that you can go anywhere else in the country or the world and be surrounded by more hemp products the, the range of products and the the brands that we carry now um, is a thousandfold to when we started. That's for sure. Uh, we just recently opened up our newest location in Dayton, Ohio. So we're we have three locations in Cincinnati, um, and we just opened up a location in Dayton, which is about an hour north, 45 minutes north of of Cincinnati. So that that was a little bit of a adventure because uh, even though I, I've had a store almost that far away before when we were in Oxford which was a little college town and we're very close to the college town in Dayton um, but the Dayton location actually reminds me a lot of the original location which is 
in O'Brienville, which is on a very heavily traveled road and uh, close to a couple of schools. And, and we're seeing a good response up there. I haven't done any real advertising until just recently. Uh, we, you know, we try to advertise. We do print. We do um, TV. Uh, we do radio. And so advertising has always been a big part of our business, you know, where we started with doing our own advertising, making our own flyers and going out and hanging them, you know, and just handing them out uh, up to now. You know, I spent quite a bit of money on advertising, bringing customers and educating them uh, to hemp, which was my biggest goal. That's why I wanted to carry hemp products because I wanted to prove that, a, these products weren't a harm. You can't be harmed by the clothing or the shampoo or that in any way. <clears throat> I wanted to bring it back to the American farmer. And I wanted to um, make it available, to, you know, period. And, and so we're still doing that even though hemp is everywhere at this point. And the, the market is growing bigger and bigger every year as far as what we're importing and they just started recently you know we went from negligible numbers of hemp imports to now being able to track you know 500 million in, in hemp imports um, in the last 20 years and and that's a lot of people wanting hemp mostly for the food product at this point um, and so that's one of the most popular um, byproducts of the industrial hemp, the food product, which the Canadians started growing and now supply a lot of um, because it's so nutritional. Oh, yeah. It is, it is a superfood. Um, there are so many things you can do with the, with the grain itself. Yeah. And so the Canadians started growing the food product, which became very popular um, because as the, you know, the facts were getting found out about the hemp foods, people were adding it to their diets and, you know, continuing to do that. You can find it in most uh, stores out there, actually. And, and that kind of put the clothing, you know, we used to have a lot of clothing. We still do have a lot of clothing, but the demand for the clothing wasn't as high as the demand for the food. Um, and we, and that being said, we carry everything else from the shampoos uh, to, the, to hemp stain for decking, to hemp plastic products, uh, hats and bags and, and everything else. Uh, which kind of led me to Planet Everywhere, uh, which is uh, the manufacturing part of Watch Your Head Inc. Watch Your Head Inc. is my, the corporation which includes uh, not only the Hemptations, Planet Everywhere, but I own a skate park, I own part of an automotive garage, uh, and some other businesses. But Planet Everywhere is is my uh, my manufacturing pride and joy because we only work with hemp. So everything that we manufacture at Planet Everywhere, which is done here in Cincinnati, um, is made out of hemp. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of uh, been kind of a slow going and an interesting process. But, you know, the, the little bit of products which are um, somewhat personalized to Cincinnati kind of, and, and then not um, have become, you know, pretty popular. And I don't, inevitably we may manufacture on a large scale. Um, you know, now we just kind of manufacture stuff to put in the stores. I've done a little bit of wholesale, um, but it's really just kind of making products that 
that we know have worked or experimenting a little bit, which is something we're always doing. Uh, my seamstress will come to me and she's like, oh, you know, we found these towels that have hoods on them. And I say, yeah, sounds like a great idea. Let's see if we can put it together. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, and again, it's very large, small scale, but it, it has been quite successful in the stores. And I would suppose that, you know, now that the availability of the materials is so steady, and unfortunately, once again, we're importing a lot of those still. I don't believe that that hemp grown for the fiber will be a big thing in the farming industry in the States for a while. And I, it'll probably be more of a small market ideology as well, just because I don't. there's not as much money in it. Honestly, that's that's the truth of growing fiber right now. If you grow for the grain, you will make the money and it is worth it. Um, and if you grow for CBD, then you will make the money and it's worth it. But the, the fiber, unfortunately, won't really be able to rival. And the, But there is a full processing plant, uh, before I speak too soon, that is opening up in the country and, or is opening and starting to operate. So that may come sooner as opposed to later, which would be awesome. I would love to see... Oh, yeah fiber being grown locally processed uh and then made into whatever um and so right now i think that's a little slow glowing slow going because of the popularity of the grain and the uh, cbd not that you can't get short fiber mostly out of the grain product and so there is some fiber there if someone wanted to work with it um, and which yeah. I hopefully will be will be happening soon enough once once to get up and going with the processing plant yeah exactly and, and so, um, and so you know that's that's the the planted everywhere part of everything uh, and so and we do wholesale or um, I'm sorry retail online although I do believe I have to honestly I, I think I have to check in <laughs> I think the planet everywhere site is down again modern technology I can't keep up sometimes uh, but you know we try to do online sales okay. which has been very di difficult over the years honestly there are some great um, ways to buy hemp online and but I think there's a lot of competition out there actually there's a lot of people selling hemp online which is great which is what I've always wanted to see and we were kind of slow to honestly it was one of the things I think I was kind of slow to was really having a, a good online retail spot uh, and it's it's very difficult it's really very difficult to advertise in yeah. the internet world more than anything um, and so you know I think that's the biggest challenge there um, some 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 of the internet companies are doing a great job, honestly, of getting themselves out. What products uh, are you making? You're manufacturing, you're, you're like T-shirts? Uh, no, we do. Uh, we actually do uh, high flyers. Um, so it's a frisbee-like item. It's a soft okay frisbee, but it actually has uh, hemp seed in the on the inside uh, to give it weight, and then. Uh, um, if anybody's ever seen a soft frisbee, so to speak, uh, we call our version of that a high flyer. Uh, they'll know what I'm talking about. We, okay. they're, they're great for kids and stuff because you can literally like throw it at someone, and even if it hit them, it wouldn't hurt. They're they're, they're really fun. Uh, we do cornhole bags, which if people don't know what cornhole is, it's basically a two inch by two inch bag that you throw at a box 
that's okay. at an angle to score points in. And so it's very popular in Cincinnati and uh, in, in lower Ohio. And so those have been one of our very popular sales. But we also do, you know, knit hats, baby bibs. Uh, the baby bibs have been really okay. popular actually wow. in the stores. Okay. Um, headbands, uh, kind of simple headbands. What else have we made at Planet Everywhere? We've kind of experimented bandanas. Oh, okay. uh, those we can act, we can't keep the bandanas in stock when we make those. Um, in fact, I've got that's that's what they're currently working on is is getting our bandanas restocked. And so again, it's a little little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I wear I wear bandanas when I play music. You know, I have to have a bandana on. That's my that's my tie. <laughs> Well, we'll have to get you a Planet Everywhere bandana then, oh, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. I didn't know you made all those things. I was When I was in your store, I mean, I was amazed. I was like like in a big department store, only small size. Everything you had in yeah. there, and it was really great. Well, it's funny you say that because now when I'm going to, you know, I have to keep up with the, the Yelps and the Bings and the, the Googles and all that, and... I describe the stores because there's no hemp store, you know. There's no hemp store option. There aren't a there aren't enough of us out there, I guess, that that anybody will actually let us classify ourselves as a hemp store. And so I opt for the department store option because I do feel like that that's the absolute truth of it. We oh, yeah. are a miniature scale department store full of everything made out of hemp and and. Um, you yeah, know, I, I used like to that. call myself. Yeah, yeah. I used to call myself more of a specialty boutique. But I really kind of like. I really kind of like going by the idea that we are a hemp department store. I like. That. Honestly, you know, because it's true. They're, you know, they may. It may not be spread out, and you won't have to ride an escalator to get to floor one to floor two. But there is a little bit of everything in there that you know. It's 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 kind of amazing to me even now, even though I know that I've done that. It's still amazing to me to walk in the stores and and see all of it because yeah. I've never been I've never been anywhere that's had that many I've been in a lot of places that have hemp products. But Do you have any new products in the works that you're testing? Not right now. We're actually trying to get caught up. Like I said, the bandanas do. We're I think we're we're working on bandanas. Uh, we did just get sheet material. Um, and although it's only 20% hemp, 80% organic cotton, uh, it is, uh, it's the right width to make sheets out of. We, we made a sheet set for our house. Okay. And, and so that's something that we may start thinking about doing. I do know that, um, right now, I believe, I believe, in, uh, I should find out exactly who that is. There is someone that is now making some hemp sheets. Yeah, and it's a it's a company that I've been dealing with for a long time, and I feel bad that I can't think of who it is right off the top of my head. Um, but uh, that's that's something. The towel material, I think, to have towels. Honestly, when we can get good hemp towel material, I think that's an important product okay. to make because mm -hmm. that's one of those everyday products that, yeah. um, you know that I would love to compete with from the big box stores, so to speak, somehow, because it's, you know, yeah. so much better for you and the planet um, kind of product. 
Um, exactly. So that, you know, I think that when we get that material, we'll, we'll put a little focus to that. Um, okay. Beach, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk out there in the uh, hemp industry about CBD. And do you have any insights on what's going on with CBD? I do. Uh, you know, the biggest issue right now is, of course, the DEA. And what I really kind of found funny about this is this isn't just recently the DEA came out and officially said that CBD was illegal, uh, which is something that they said and never varied from because the DEA is regulating the marijuana uh, on a federal basis. So any CBD that's extracted from uh, a plant that's grown in a state under the marijuana laws, the legal marijuana laws of that state, would still be illegal in the eyes of the DEA. Um, and so what what we're seeing is and the CBD products that are absolutely 100% legal in the United States. And I know uh, somebody just got busted in Alaska, some little corner shop got busted for just CBD stuff. But in my opinion, what, what I think you, what I would have to prove, which I can prove if I went into court was, is those hemp products have to come from an industrial hemp state grown under 7606, the uh, federal industrial hemp bill, 7606, which says they have to have approval from a school of higher learning or the Department of Agriculture. Uh -huh. And so if you grow industrial hemp in one of those states under those conditions and you extract CBD from that industrial hemp, which is 0.03% THC or lower under the federal standards, under the the 7606, there's no mention of CBD in that. It doesn't. They don't even talk about it, which means it's not an issue. They're only worried about the THC content of the cannabis being grown. And so, if that's being grown under those legal federal conditions, then that is 100% legal CBD. Okay. Uh, no matter what you're doing with it. And so there's a difference there, and there's. The weird thing is there's a gray area, and I know, and I'm not trying to bring any attention to it, but there is a gray area in those states still that are producing what would be legal under the standards of having less than 0.03% THC, but they may not actually have an agreement with the state or a school of higher learning, which puts them in a very vicarious place when it would come to the federal government. That's the issue. That's what needs to be shored up almost immediately, in my opinion, uh, for those people. Uh, we just happened to supply, get our supply from where I know it is, is approved, um, made out of uh, Kentucky, actually processed here, tested, uh, proven to be clean, which is one of the bigger issues. You know, that's the, the sub-issue with CBD products that are still going on and is whether they're actually clean. Are they being extracted in a country that's testing for any type of chemicals? Um, are they really what they're supposed to be? And that's what we're seeing more and more with the legitimate CBD business, which is very legitimate um, at this point, is those testing of showing that it is actually clean, showing where it came from, um, and, and those, those other things that 
that I've always wanted to see, but haven't always been there. Sometimes I've had to settle, you know, when going through the motions of learning this new product, which has only been on the market now for five years, mm -hmm. and is again is now driving the market. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I start all my speeches by saying now, 15 years ago, I would have said it was clothing. 10 years ago, I would have said it was food. Five years ago, it's CBD. And that's that's what's going on. It, it, but the food's doing very well, but the CBD, CBD is also driving American, United States market, so to speak. Um, okay. And anybody out there that doesn't know anything about CBD listeners out there, do just do the research and find out. It is non-psychoactive, and we're finding that a lot of people with a lot of different things, um, it is helping them. That's you know, great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, so I can't give any medical advice. But I will say that uh, if you don't know anything about it, to look yeah. into it for sure. What else is is going on in the hemp world out here? Well, we're seeing still. We're seeing a lot of states still moving forward. Uh, I believe just within the last three months or so, officially Virginia, North Carolina, maybe uh, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. um, is moving forward. And there, and, and what we're seeing is not just passing the laws for these, you know, these places have had legal hemp, but actually getting the paperwork done and moving forward with uh, putting seed in the ground. Kentucky is putting, I believe, 12,000 acres at this point um, in the ground this this season, which is a little over twice as much as I believe last last year was 5,000 or so, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so they've almost doubled the size, uh, doubled and a half uh, the size of theirs. Um, I think that you know it'll be interesting to see you know what Colorado gets out of their industrial. Um, right season but there's a lot more states we're definitely seeing a lot more states that are saying okay we've made it legal we're working out the paper now we're giving people here's the deal hawaii hawaii just went basically free as cabbage which means you don't have to get any paperwork you just grow industrial hemp for the sake of growing industrial hemp and do with it what you want Oh, man. Uh, which is absolutely, you know, miraculous in one sense. But they've been studying it for a long time. But I think that, you know, of course, I don't know how many people in the real, um, say, farming uh, belt states or farming states would, would look at that. But, again, I think that that shows that Hawaii is smart enough to recognize that this particular plant is as safe as growing carrots or cabbage or tomatoes or exactly. whatever else you want to throw in your backyard or down in a in a farm field. Yeah, um, and that to me that is the next you know that is the next step. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if the next farm bill, which is up for negotiation, I believe this year, will go that far. Um, but that would be the next step federally, and and then, and then again we go full blown. People don't have to be beating down anybody's door, um, or having their places flown over by with helicopters, and you know, which is still continuing in the industrial hemp world, I believe. Oh yeah. Uh, only because they're still not, you know, there are a lot of people that I don't believe are convinced somehow, some way that this is really an industrial non THC product um 
and a legitimate farming industry, and we are proving them wrong every day exponentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I hope that we can move forward with that under um, the current federal administration. I don't know why, uh, you know, everybody was on edge until they recently announced, you know, their opinion of uh, marijuana. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm still hoping that when the issue of industrial hemp comes up, that, you know, it'll just be something that once again has been legitimized in Colorado and and Kentucky and is now being legitimized in all those other states that may or may not have legalized recently but are moving forward like I said with actually putting seeds in the ground uh, no matter how many acres again in Kentucky we started with 17 or something in the first year and so I don't care what state you're in find out what you got to do to grow a, an acre of industrial hemp if no one else is doing it or the the programs are just now being initiated because if you don't think that one acre can't lead to 12,000 acres you're absolutely wrong because that's what Kentucky has done in 3 years and that's the, that's where I think you know that's where I like seeing these states now saying, okay, we're putting hemp in the ground, we're going to do it. Um, and again, I, you know, one acre, 50 acres, 1,000 acres, um, trust me, it all matters. Every single seed, honestly, still matters. Um, and so I'm really happy that, that we're still moving that direction. Um, this spring is going to be a big spring. Oh, yeah. For yeah. seeds um, in a lot more states than, than the ones that have – that you know picked it up as early as they could and so I'm, I'm really excited to see that and again the processing um, I think that bringing uh, processing uh, regardless of whether it's seed or fiber to the market in the United States is is a big investment and a, a, I think it would definitely be a big payoff you know the fiber part of it is the part that may not be as big a payoff but to be honest with you, I think the stock byproduct, the herd, um, I think the I think that should just go straight to the press board companies. And I know for a fact there's a press board company that manufactures press board in Kentucky, and they could take that right to the press board companies and start making press board out oh, of yeah. industrial hemp and stop making it up from you know chopped up trees. Exactly. And so I would love to see that happening. Uh, honestly, and the hemp plastics is still, once again, a little bit far away because we don't have an excess of seed oil because there is such a high demand for the food, exactly uh, the yeah. food product. And so once we start seeing, and you know, that's that's the people. I don't think the the seed people will understand that until there's such a demand. But I do believe that, uh, and again, even. Canada can't keep up with the grain demand. The only place we're really seeing hemp plastics being developed are still in Europe. Um, you know, mm. over in uh, Germany and the Netherlands and, and uh, those countries are the ones that are producing the hemp plastic because they have a excess of seed oil because, to be honest with you, they haven't really um, come full forward with the hemp food industry. Which okay. is kind of interesting because they really, you know, the most Europeans believe kind of in that cleaner diet thing. 
but it's interesting to me that although most of Europe is quite okay with industrial hemp, uh, France is the only country that never stopped growing industrial hemp in the world since modern, somewhat modern man. Um, but they don't really, they utilize it for the fiber, they utilize it for the plastic, the oil for the plastic, but they don't necessarily use it for the, for the food product, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Wow. Well, this is all great, Beach. Before we wrap this up, give us a closing comment. Uh, just, um, you know, everyone need out there needs to keep moving forward with uh, cannabis uh, and, and all things, uh, industrial hemp or, or whatnot, in my opinion. Um, reduce, um, reuse, recycle, make everything else out of hemp. You know, <laughs> what else can I say? Okay. Honestly, um, you know, support the hemp industry as much as you can. Start a hemp business. Honestly, there's... Uh, there's so many viable things to do out there in this market, and if you even have a thought of being an entrepreneur, uh, stop saying "Can I?" and just start saying "I'm going to." There you go. Make it happen. You know that's what we did. Honestly, um, of course, I never really said I couldn't. It there just became go. a it became a subject, and I said, "Let's do it." But you know, for any reason it's holding you back, just jump in. What's the worst that can happen? That's it. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much, Beach. It was great, and I'm looking forward to visiting with you on the iHemp Revolution Roadshow this year that I'm going to be on for five months. Thank you, Coach. I look forward to uh, bringing you to Cincinnati again. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on Facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.